Welcome to Scientific Healing with Dr. Anastasia Chopoulos. Scientific Healing, a fusion of modern science and ancient healing arts, empowers you to take charge of your life to get healthy no matter what your doctor says. Discover how you can manage your own energy to improve your health, vitality, and prosperity from Anastasia and her guests. Are you ready to live your best and most energized life ever? Here's your host, Dr. Anastasia Chopoulos. Hello, everyone. You're listening to Scientific Healing, and I'm your host, Dr. Anastasia Chopoulos. I know the power of vibrational healing, going from research physicist to healer, healing both myself and hundreds of others. Get help from me with your free powerful healing audio at scientifichealer.com. Today, I've brought a special guest to further enhance your health and life. I'd like to welcome the fascinating Gretchen Downey to talk to you about conscious parenting, which is a topic we should all be paying attention to since there seems to be a real shift happening now in the level of awakening, especially among children. Welcome to the show, Gretchen. Thank you. I'm delighted to be here with you and all your listeners. Yeah, I'm so excited to hear what you have to say about conscious parenting. So let's tell all the listeners what your background is and what your deciding factor is in moving into the work that you do now. Sure. Well, I've been in the the health and fitness industry and children's physical, mental, emotional, social health on the prevention side for nearly 25 years. And I... I worked for many different types of organizations. I did a lot of program development, um, curriculum review, developed innovative programs in the schools for school districts, um, just a broad brush, breadth of, of, of um, professional experience, and also worked in uh, children's medical clinics. And along the way, probably about 12 years ago, I just really had this epiphany that, you know, we keep addressing these physical issues of the human being, and it only takes us so far. And I was working with a sports psychologist bringing in um, a, a program, an after-school program, to really use sports psychology methods in kind of a, a mainstream kind of way with children. And the sports psychologist right, right now is very famous, as a matter of fact. And, and what, I, what I recognized is that these things that we're learning in these different silos of, of professional um, orientation, if you will, it should be used everywhere. I mean, these, this information is information that belongs to everybody. So I'm thinking of all these ways that, yeah, the sports psychology benefits the athletes and, and, and they can change their performance and their outcomes and how they feel and progress. And why aren't we using this with children? <laughs> why aren't we teaching this to children? And they can regulate themselves on the playground. If a bully is bothering them, it wouldn't lead to eating disorders substance abuse, all these different things. So that set me down a road learning a lot about neuroscience. <clears throat> so I, I, I really infused, I call it applied neuroscience, applied that in mainstream education and health education for children. But still there was something missing and it only gets marginal results until we learn about the other dimension of the human being, which is the spiritual nature, that life force, yeah. whatever you want to yeah, call it. Absolutely. And 
um, more and more people are getting plugged into it. When I first started down this path, I thought there would be this enormous resistance because being in physics departments, um, whenever there was anything, uh, we had a department of existential studies at UNLV and all the physicists would snicker about it. And I thought I was going to be in that group that they were snickering at. But it hasn't been the case because I think that in general there's an awakening amongst people that are becoming aware of their spiritual nature. So so you've added this spiritual component. So you're now, your approach that you use for parenting is a lot different than, it than is, somebody yeah. else might do. Mm-hmm. So yes, how is it, it is. different? Well, basically what I do is I – teach people how to use their human technologies. I'm a human potential expert, but it really starts when it should start. You know, it's missing in our, our fundamental human education. And it should start at birth. And if we did these things, I, I look at so many children's health issues that I've just been, you know, putting interventions. <laughs> we always do an intervention. That's like a midstream kind of thing, right? If you get at the genesis, and you teach them how to use their technologies that they have within themselves, then they can regulate all of life experiences. They can be very resilient, very capable, coping, um, inspired, happy, thriving, exhilarated beings that they were meant to be. It's when we don't know how to use them is when we start spiraling downward. And then it's, it's ineffective use of them. It's kind of like, think of a car, <laughs> It's like, you know, putting on the accelerator and the gas at the same time. It's a bumpy ride. It just doesn't work. Those are two different things. They're not being used appropriately. So we have these technologies. We just don't even know how to use them. And half the time, we aren't even sitting in the driver's seat of our own mind. We, like, get out of the car and expect the car to drive. And we run around outside (laughs) of it. So it's – and we allow our mind to get hijacked by everything – outside of us, whether it be food marketers or whatever it is. And so we really have to learn to regulate the mind. So I teach people this in very simple, easy ways. And, and it's, not a, it's not a system. I, I've talked to many gurus in human potential, and they'd always tell me, oh, you got to come up with the five-system method or something, you know, really sexy to say. And a I'm five, like, right, a five-step method that's going to get you from A to B. Yeah, and I'm like, <laughs> no. I go, the life is fluid. It's fluid for children and everybody. We don't know what's happening from one moment to the next, so we have to be fluid. You don't get into your car and say, what's the five steps I do to make my car run? You just drive, and you turn in the direction you need to go. And so we need to use our own human equipment the same way. It's just, this is how it works. <laughs> There's no special method. This is how it works. This is how this technology works. And now you can effectively put it to use. That's really awesome. We have about a minute left. So uh, can you name a couple of issues that this really addresses well? Um, anything. If you have children acting out behaviorally where emotionally they don't understand, emotions are the big thing, not understanding how they work and what they tell you. And when kids get in charge of this, they can read them really quick and they can make immediate adjustments in their behaviors or how they're thinking or um, and, it, and, it, and it works like magic with kids. That's so awesome. I can't wait to hear more. But right now, I want to remind all of our listeners that you're listening to Scientific Healing with Dr. Anastasia Choplis. And today, our guest is Gretchen Downey. We'll be diving deeper into conscious parenting, where you'll hear some things you can do personally to communicate with children. 
Did you know that if the thought of a past relationship brings up negative emotions, you are still in a relationship with that person, often with unwanted consequences? This means you still have ties with that person and those ties may be sapping your strength. Why not jettison your old relationship baggage so that you can move forward with ease and clarity? Hello, this is Dr. Anastasia Chopolis, the Scientific Healer. Seven years of research at prestigious institutions like Harvard, Yale, and Johns Hopkins have discovered that relationships are the number one influence on physical, emotional, and financial health. In clearing those old ties, including what some people call karma, you get to wipe the slate clean and start over again, whether you plan to stay in that relationship with a person or not. Many miracles have come out of such clearings. One client said that her Christmas with her family was the best she had since she was a child, while another said she'd received several thousand dollars in a divorce settlement that had been stuck in limbo for years, while others stop being angry at their former partners and are able to find new loves quickly and easily. Recently, one client who had been stuck in her business as her client's stream dried up signed up six new clients in the four hours following her clearing. I have good news. I have a gift for you. By going to scientifichealer.com forward slash clear, you can discover how you can clear past relationships while I do a relationship clearing for you all for free. Everyone who chooses to receive it will receive this powerful healing while listening. Again, go to scientifichealer.com forward slash clear to get the details. Welcome back. You're listening to Scientific Healing with Dr. Anastasia Chopolis. You can discover more about scientific healing and the deceptively simple processes for helping you get to your next level of health and success in your career and relationships at scientifichealer.com. Before the break, we were talking with Gretchen Downey on conscious parenting of awakened children and the special challenges this poses. Let's get more specific and find out what you, the listeners, can do to help connect more deeply with your children. Welcome back, Gretchen. Thank you. Yeah, I'm sure our listeners are really curious whether this applies to them and how their life would look if they use conscious parenting. Can you describe a case or two that came in that you that really shifted? That will be a really great example. Sure. I'll, here's one that's kind of simple and mainstream. Um, I've, I've worked with a lot of kids of all ages, from young to teen, and, and same way with the parents. But this particular one was an older teenager, and he was in athletics. And he struggled probably for 10 solid years with coaches and his, one of his parents, his father in this case. And here, here's an example of a child. And these, our children are being born with high levels of sensitivity, and, high, and they're born with very high frequencies. And this young man, he just came to me. Because, and his parents sent him to me because he's having so many problems. He said, nobody understands me. He says, everybody, my coaches, my dad, everybody tells me to get aggressive. And this kid's very talented. He goes, I do not know what that means. He says, I, I do not understand that concept. And he's been beating himself up. And I recognize this because, oh, my gosh, you are such a highly evolved human being that you have actually wiped that consciousness out of aggressiveness out of your, out of your consciousness. You don't have it. He's so cooperative. He is a, you know, he's a bridge builder. He unifies things. 
this is the essence of this kid. And so he no longer grovels in that consciousness, yet everybody's telling him to be aggressive, get ugly, get dirty, and he doesn't, he doesn't comprehend it. And so all I did was tell this kid, help him explain that, help him use some of his technologies. And then I said, do you know what it means to get intense? And he says, oh, yeah, I get that. I said, okay. every time someone says get aggressive, just turn that and say, get, turn up the intensity. Just turn up the dial. He goes, okay, I can do that. Everything was solved. He felt better. <laughs> he felt. But these are the things we do and say without quite recognizing it. And here these children are in our own families. And we use re- you know, language and behaviors and emotions that don't resonate with our really high-frequency children. They want cooperation. Yeah. They want peace. They want joy. And we yeah, kind and of what, bring in the opposite. Exactly. And, and to, to be more specific about what it means in frequency language is that when, for example, this is research that's ongoing where people are measuring the, the actual frequencies along the heart. You know, it's at the Hearth Math mm-hmm. Institute. They measure the frequencies emanating off the person in different various emotional states. And they notice that the calmer, the more peaceful, the more joyful, the happier the person, the higher the frequency. And then when they were angry, frustrated, or upset, the frequency dropped and it dropped dramatically. So so there is an actual frequency measurement. It's not just you know, woo-woo language saying, oh, let's get ourselves dire frequencies. It's actual, <laughs> it's actual, right? It's actual science. It's that real stuff. Right? It's actual science that's supporting it. And when children have moved into that space of love, peace, and gratitude, and that's their normal, it's not that they they can't get angry or they don't get angry. It's that they don't understand how other people are being aggressive. I remember thinking on the playground, why are people chasing each other and pushing them each other around? It, <laughs> it completely baffled me, just baffled me. So, right. <laughs> Right. And no, I know it's that true. There are a lot of children. Right. <laughs> well, and there's a lot of science. You're you're absolutely correct. There's so much science behind this because I I train people. We shy away from regulating our brain, which we have so much capacity to actually affect the neuroprogramming of our own brain. So, for example, when a child or an environment is very uh, operating on the low end of the emotional scale, whether it be fear, aggression, worry, stress you know, resentment, anger, whatever those things are, we actually activate the amygdala, which is a reptilian aspect of our brain, and it just fires. And what it does in a sense, in a metaphorical sense, it kind of hijacks the electrical activity of the brain. So when we put ourselves in a lot of stress response, a lot of drama and chaos and worry, we activate that. And then when it hijacks the rest of the brain, it kind of prevents us from accessing the highest thinking centers of the brain, which are found in the prefrontal cortex. This is exactly what you said, Anastasia. It's responsible for love, you know, compassion, gratitude, all those things. And you want that electrical activity lit up in that prefrontal cortex. So you have to train yourself through your emotions to get to that because this is what's responsible for our reasoning. It allows us to have an integrative brain and mind that we can be resilient. And so you want to turn this area on, not off. And so like our TVs, our, those programs out there do nothing but kind of fire the amygdala. And so we're actually working against ourselves in a lot of the things that we do. 
Well, that's absolutely true. And that when, when we get into that aggressive state, we're in fight or flight. So our adrenals are firing all the time. And mm-hmm. the, in that state, the body simply does not regenerate. It's in teardown mode instead right. of rebuild mode and healing mode. And the whole, the whole idea is to get people to, to access that, that calm, high-frequency state more often. We would have less, like you said, less illnesses, less stress-related problems. Stress is really the problem all around. And being in that low frequency, that low frequency stress state is what causes most illnesses. It's it's now exactly. you know well researched, right? Exactly. So, yeah. So, Gretchen, can you give the listeners a tip or two on how they might get started right away when they're noticing that a child has a behavioral problem? Well, the number one thing is if parents can educate themselves on how to use the human technologies, it will just save them in immeasurable ways. And, and down the road too, I mean, teaching my children this early, boy, did it save me time, energy and effort in, in when my kids hit teenage years. Okay. Um, Really listen to your children and, and listening doesn't mean just what you hear. Look at when their eyes light up, like when they're really excited about something that gives you a clue as to what inspires them. Um, especially your, you know, your young children, they, they will show you what they love and we need to nurture and nourish that because they came here to do a specific mission for this planet and we need to sh- be sure that they get to exercise that, not just all the things we think they need to do, like get great grades and, you know, take all the good the tests and get all that stuff. So um, really listen to them and find out the underlying issue that's going on behind the behavior or the tantrum or whatever it may be, because there's always a wealth of information behind that. And then whatever you do, maintain your child's joy, not artificially. And it's not to say that they can't drop down, but joy and love, these are our normal states. And we have allowed ourselves to actually grovel in much lower states and we, and we don't need to be there. And we can train our children to hold those states. Right. So some of those things that that I know, this is from 70 years of research at Mm -hmm. at, um, top universities that show that there are eight factors in good health. And one is good relationships, which is what good parenting does. But one of the top things is is being able to express their creative self. So Mm -hmm. uh, I know when my kids were young, every time they wanted to go do pottery or go to a drawing class, you know, extracurricular, I would just take them and they would just come home the happiest ever. Mm -hmm. And I didn't even know that I was doing that. But now in retrospect, I'm looking and I'm going, well, that's what made them so happy. So being able to express their true selves is really, really important. That's a, a really big tip. And there are, there are many other things like satisfying career. Well, child not, but when they're in school, they can choose a path and helping them choose that path and nurturing it instead of saying, oh, you don't want to do that. Right. One of the things, yeah, one of the things I said to my children was because they knew the stuff that they were studying. They'd say to me at very young age, mom, this stuff doesn't matter. It really doesn't matter. And they were right. But what I had to do was teach them to navigate through it. Well, this is the system set up right now to overtest you and to do memorize all these silly things that is readily available and it's shutting off your creativity. So I had to work 
to develop their creativity in other ways and to ensure that they were getting that uh, nourishment, if you will, while until mainstream education shifts, you know, to up to the development of where they really are with their, their brains and their minds. And so just yeah, a lot of parents need to be aware of that. Yes, and a yeah. lot of school programs are trying to take away those things, saying it costs too much money. But they're showing that children that learn music and art are, are much higher achievers than, than ones that don't. Well, and it lights up the prefrontal cortex, right? So that's, that makes perfect sense, those highest regions of the brain, and they're shutting them off by taking that stuff away. So, And then with the education thing, make sure that you – you don't just train your children to what they're not good at. So if they're not good at math, maybe they weren't supposed to be doing that. They're going to be doing something else. Make sure you develop them up with what they are good at instead of we always make a kid get good at something they're not and or that they weren't really designed to do. And so I think of that with all the testing. Oh, they got to get better in math and science. And this kid was supposed to be a writer, <laughs> you know, and exactly, so, you know, we just have to pay attention. I, right. I just tell them it's just like a, you know, a circus show. You have to jump through the hoops to get, to get the goodie at the other end. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes so the hoops have flames on them, right? So you have to figure right. out how to get to the hoop. <laughs> and it might not feel good for a minute, but at least you're done. <laughs> right. Right. So, so do you work with people privately or do you have programs? I do. I work with pe- coach people privately, um, and I've launched a new website. It is almost launched, let me say that. It'll probably be done within the next seven to ten days. It's called thekidwhisper.com. And I'm a child, I'm an intuitive for children, and in addition to having all this physical, mental, social, social health kind of background, but I, I work with them intuitively as well. And there will be lots of great information on that website for parents on conscious education blogs and um, radio shows and and you name it. So and that's an, an um, by books as well. And um, those, those ways that people can work with me directly, if um, uh, depending on availability, of course. <laughs> yeah, yes, of course. And I, I just want to tell people that everybody has an intuition and everybody is intuitive. It's just getting to that high frequency state that shuts down all of the white noise that blocks the the intuition. And yeah. that's why that's why Gretchen and I are operating in that level. But there are times when I'm in a nervous state, I don't hear anything, and I have to get calm to get there. So everybody has this ability, but you've fine tuned it and you're well developed in it, and that's how it helps. Yeah. So, and right. you're right. Everybody can do it. Everybody can do it. There's this point when I couldn't do any of it, and now it's just wide open. And so we all have the capacity. Exactly. So we just have a couple minutes left. Uh, it, it went so fast, didn't it? It so, did. <laughs> uh, right. So um, can you give the listeners one little more tip? Uh, you know, you talk about technology. So what do you mean by that exactly? Well, I, I think I, to make it simple for people, I think of it like your smartphone is there's physical technologies on it and virtual, you know, you have a physical phone and then it sends all these waves out to a satellite, comes back and reads it and decodes it. And now you have messages. Okay. Humans are kind of the same way. We have physical, which our physical body, our brain, our heart, but we also have virtual technologies, the mind and the spirit. And so 
It's how do we read these appropriately? How do we decode the messages? And it's not hard. This belongs to us, right? We, it's inside of it us. Does. It's not hard. Well, yeah. It's, well, all of our information comes to us via vibration, sound waves, light waves, emotional waves. So this is just normal. It, like, so I just wanted people to get to understand that when you say technology, that's exactly what you're talking about. Precisely. So yes. I, I think we're, we're completely out of time. So thank you okay. so much for listening to Scientific Healing with Dr. Anastasia Choblis and for our wonderful guest, Gretchen Downey. And to remind you, you can connect with her at thekidwhisper.com. There's no punctuation, and it's spelled just like, you know, you would see in the dictionary, thekidwhisper.com. And let's you and I connect. Go to scientifichealer.com and sign up for your free powerful healing audio that allowed one of my clients to fire her psychiatrist because she felt so centered and balanced. Thank you for listening to Scientific Healing with Dr. Anastasia Choplis. Join us again next week for more expert guidance and practical tools to energize your life. Now take a deep breath and release it slowly before you go about your day.